0: In the name of Jesus, Amen. This has never lost his power. Sometimes we have a tendency, and the church over time has had the tendency to try and make Jesus more palatable, so we kind of water him down a little bit. I don't know if y'all with me on that, that what happens is we say, well, you know, maybe he don't do all those miracles like he used to do. Maybe he don't heal people like he used to do. Maybe he don't, he's not, he don't do those things anymore. We kind of water him down so people can accept him. Oh, he's a hundred percent man. Yeah, but he's a hundred percent God. Amen. He's a hundred percent God and he's still doing the things today that he's always done. The thing, I don't know if y'all like it when you water, uh, when your coffee gets watered down. Your sweet tea gets watered down. Your Dr. Pepper gets watered down. <laughs> soup, I don't even eat much soup, but I don't like it watered down either. But we try and make it more palatable. We try and, and just kind of soften Jesus a little bit. We kind of soften the faith a little bit so people will want to receive it more. But the fact of the matter, is, it, it doesn't. It, it now becomes neither blessed by God or received by the world. And so I want you to know that this faith that rose Jesus from the dead, that Holy Spirit that rose Jesus from the dead, he's still doing that today, amen? He's still powerful today. In fact, even the whole raising from the dead, uh, we got a gal that did that right back there. (laughs) I I don't know if y'all heard the news, but here in January, we had exactly that happen. And God still is in the miracle working business, amen? He's still powerful today. And he can break off chains that are on your life, but he can also break off chains that are in your life. I, I want us to hear that today. I, I, I'm trying to, uh, I, so in the previous service, I have to say I'm a little stirred up. Uh, I got a little worked up. <laughs> because I, what I'm noticing in our world today is, is just we're in a culture of offense. We're in a culture where everyone has an offense that they're carrying or, uh, we've become soft. We've become soft and this word was never meant to be soft it's a sword it's a sword and, and he also refers to it as a hammer my word is a hammer and, and hammers aren't soft <laughs> it's powerful and we ought to be powerful in our faith amen i want you to turn with me to the book of numbers numbers chapter 13 the nation of israel i need to i need to kind of catch you up where we are in numbers 13. if you're if you're new to the bible please don't be ashamed uh, of that unless you've been a Christian for 20 years if you've been a Christian for 20 years and you're still new to the Bible you have every reason to be ashamed <laughs> we, we want to help you <laughs> we want to help you but if you're new to the scriptures don't that's okay we want to help you there too and so the book of Numbers is the fourth book of the Bible if you have a, just a New Testament you won't be able to find it but uh, Genesis Exodus Leviticus numbers and the book of Genesis God created everything man messed up and uh god had to hit the reset button with a worldwide flood uh shortly thereafter uh we see man messing things up again the whole noah's family we we see uh trouble arising once again uh but god says i'm going to create a nation the nation of israel and he chooses a man named abraham a man of faith a man who believed god and it was accounted to him as righteousness the bible said and out of abraham he creates a nation Well, that nation struggled along too. In its early phases, it was in a hostile environment. So God puts it in an incubator kind of called Egypt. And at the beginning, Egypt was a safe place. It was a safe place for the nation of Israel to grow. And as it grew, they kind of began outgrowing the Egyptians. And then they become a threat. And because now they're a threat, the Egyptians begin to oppress them as they enslave them. They began beating them, was very harsh to them. Uh, Then the the Israelites cry out unto the Lord, and the Lord rescues them. That's the book of Exodus. Amen. So in the book of Exodus, you see the nation of Israel coming out of out of Egypt. Uh, Remember how they got saved. They, They got saved from their bondage through the blood of the Lamb. Amen. There's a connection child of God. There is a connection. When you read about the the Israelites, they're coming out of Egypt. It is a picture of you coming out of your lostness into relationship with Jesus Christ. And you come out by the blood of the lamb, Jesus Christ, and and, and then they they pass through uh, the the Red Sea. Water's part, the whole nation goes in, comes back out the other side is a picture of baptism, which is an image of us being united with Christ in his death burial, and resurrection. We're going to baptize at the end of this service, the end of the next service. It's, a, it's, a, it's a, an image, but there's spiritual significance to it because we're being obedient unto the Lord. And so that is that, that image of the nation of Israel coming out of Egypt, passing through the waters, and now they're on their journey. As they're on their journey, it does not take long before they come to the promised land. And here's where you are in Numbers chapter 13. Numbers chapter 13 God says I want you to send spies into the land a little forward reconnaissance go check things out and bring back a report so he sends 12 spies into the land and as they come back they said oh it's amazing it's it's an awesome place it is more fruitful than we ever imagined but but there's giants in the land there there's it, it's a land that swallows up its inhabitants is the word they gave and Caleb and Joshua said Calm down, quiet down, hush all of that talk. He's trying to quiet down the negative speech. Let's look at it in Numbers chapter 13, verse 30. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. Amen. We are well able to overcome it. But the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. Wah, wah, wah. Verse 32, and they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land, which they had spied out, saying, the land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants, and all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. Oh, they're tall. They're big. They're giants. Verse 33, there there we saw the giants, the descendants of Anak come from the giants, and we were like grasshoppers, catch this, in our own sight. And so we were in their sight. Because we saw ourselves as weak and small, they saw us as weak and small. Did you catch that? They they had to have known they have a big God. He's already provided food out of nothing. As they would wake up in the morning, there would be bread on the ground, manna. They would go eat of the bread. He provided water from a rock. He has provided miracle after miracle. And yet they come to uh, this land and they said, oh, we can't. That's right. You can't, but God can. God can. And so I I want to warn us against a weakening of our faith. I want us to warn us, want to warn us against a weakening of the word. The God that did then still does now the God that could then still can now. And yet the greatest enemy is not the attack against us. It's the attack within us. I want you to see that the nation of Israel was not beaten by the giants out there. They were beaten by the wimp within them. They said, we we can't. We can't. I remember being as a little boy. I'd try every now and then. Whining was not tolerated in our household. And I'd say, I can't. And, And my siblings, I'm the youngest of five. Mama, can't, never could do nothing. And that's the truth. If you have that mentality, I can't. Well, if you can't, you won't. If you think that you can't, you won't. And so here the nation of Israel, chapter 14, verse 1. So all the congregation lifted up their voices. So the report from 10 saying that they can't has now affected the entire nation of Israel. So all the congregation lifted up their voices and cried. They cried. And the people wept that night. Well, bless your little pea-picking heart then why don't you just believe God's going to do what he said he's going to do and go in and take the land? Verse 2, and all the children of Israel complained. That's the next thing we do. We cry and then we complain. And all the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron and the whole congregation said to them, If only we had died in the land of Egypt, or if only we had died in this wilderness, why has the Lord brought us to this land to fall by the sword that our wives and children should become victims? We're in an age of victimhood. We're in a time in which everyone's a victim of something, and it's easy to to see it in in my mind because I'm trying to see it from spiritual eyes. That it that it, it's a concerted effort. There's a real enemy that wants everyone to be have their 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 flesh inflamed. Y'all know the greatest. I guess one of the greatest health issues in America today is dealing with inflammation. They say you know sugar is inflammatory. And, we all, everybody taking, uh, anti-inflammatories. I go to, I go to bed. I, I don't take all that. I take fish oil and then I wake up in the middle of the night burping it. Oh, it's bad. Ugh. Anyway. Anti-inflammatories. Well, more dangerous than the physical inflama- inflammation is our soulish inflammation. We get all worked up and, 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 and we're swollen up in our flesh and we become so sensitive. Everybody's so sensitive nowadays. Everybody's so sensitive. Everybody's offended nowadays. Everybody, uh, and, and if you're not offended about anything, then we're offended that you're not offended because you ought to be offended about something. We're mad that you're not mad, and, and uh, we're all upset. And, and I, I tell you, what's happened is we've become so sensitive to the wrong things and not sensitive to the right things. become sensitive in our flesh and numb in our spirit. We need to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit's uttering into our, speaking into our spirit saying, you can, because God will. And, and, and and we become weakened in our faith and, and we've, we've, we've believed God to be weakened that He don't anymore. And I promise you, He still does. I promise you, He still does. Verse six says the people are whining and crying and doing their thing. Verse 6, but Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, who were among those who spied out the land, tore their clothes. They spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, The land we pass through to spy out is exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, then we, he will bring us into the land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Uh, that, may, that just simply means it is productive land. It, it is so fruitful in this land. God is giving us a great gift. All you got to do is walk into it. But the majority won out. Verse 9. Only do not rebel. I want you to notice some of these words. Do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of this land. And then I like what he says. They are our bread. He's a big old giant, but I eat him up. I eat him up. They are our bread. And, and, and every victory that I have experienced in my Christian walk is the source of my strength. Every time that my faith has been satisfied and fulfilled by my God doing what he said he's going to do, it. let me just say it this way. Everything I've seen God do in my past prepares me for it. I've not yet seen him do in my future. They are our bread. They are our bread. He says, we'll eat them up. Their protection, catch this, their protection has departed from them. Uh, you see that? God and me make a majority. <laughs> I don't care how many's out there in that land. I don't care how big they are. They don't have God on their side. We do. This is what the nation is fighting against. It's not the, they weren't fighting, there was no physical fight here. The fight was within. They had a fight within their own hearts and said so that their, their protection has departed from them and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. So what does the congregation do? They want to stone the preachers. They want to kill them. Why don't you take all that violence to the giants? <laughs> but sometimes we get mad when someone tells us, when someone points out some junk within us. And, and so they want to stone Joshua and Caleb, verse 10, and the congregation said to stone them with stones. Now the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of meeting before all the children of Israel. The glory of the Lord is an awesome thing. And the King James sometimes uses the word awful. <laughs> and sometimes the glory of the Lord is an awful thing. And I don't mean bad as in awful bad. I mean awful as in powerful. And when the glory of the Lord showed up at the tabernacle of this time, it was not a good thing. Because God says, I see what you do and I hear what you're saying, and I am mad. Let's read it. Then the Lord said to Moses, let me back up, verse 10, and all the congregation said to stone them with stones. Now the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle and meeting before all the children of Israel. Then the, people, then the Lord said to Moses, how long will these people, here's another one, reject me? And how long will they not believe me with all the signs which I have performed among them? Church, let's not water down the power of God. He is still powerful today, and He's powerful to do in you what you can't do in yourself, and He's powerful enough to do through you what you can't do on your own. Amen, amen. I, I, I tell you, uh, I just, I just hear so much whining. <laughs> I, I, I've become insensitive, uh, I guess. Well, no, everybody that knows you knows me will tell you I've always been insensitive. <laughs> uh, but but the truth of the matter is the church needs to be strong because we have a God who is strong we need to we need here's what Proverbs 28 one says He says the wicked flee when no one pursues him but the righteous is as bold as a lion amen church will be bold we'll be strong in our faith but I want you to see in this passage of Scripture that is such a parallel of the Christian life because the greatest fight is not what we have to come against. The greatest fight is that which is within us. It's, not, it's that old, that. they weren't defeated by the giants of the land. They were defeated by the wimp within them, the wimp within them. And so I kind of wrote down some rantings this week. And so if you'll let me, uh, well, <laughs> that's kind of passive, isn't it? I'm gonna read them that's how this is (laughs) the greatest fight is within do you feel like you're constantly being taken advantage of is there constantly reason for conflict someone has done you wrong once again someone hurt you offended you will bless your heart welcome to life (laughs) let's pray (laughs) father I pray I know amongst this congregation, there's so many of us who are chronically offended, so many of us whose flesh is inflamed, just inviting anyone to to touch that nerve, that chip on our shoulder, but we're so constantly hurt. That we struggle with constantly being hurt. And now anyone who comes into our, into our sphere, we're on guard because they, we don't be hurt again. But we know that our feelings are real. But they're not always right. We recognize that we have an enemy. He wants to get us stirred up in our flesh. Lord, I pray that you would use me as a vessel today to get your people stirred up in their spirit. Lord, that if you, through my words today, point your finger on any area of our lives that darkness has settled into, Lord, I pray that you would stir us to go into combat and go to war with our own feelings. And I pray that we would leave here not as victims, but as victors. Victorious in Christ Jesus. That you would shine the light in the darkness of our lives. Lord, that we would leave here as the light of the world, shining the glory of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus I pray, amen. Amen. I pray that this morning... Uh, here, here's what I do know. Some probably will get mad because <laughs> people don't like uh, being touched in the area of. Uh, oh, y'all y'all thought I was closing. I'll be back. I'm I'm not closing yet. Praise theme. So you got a little time. So I'm just today's all freestyle. Today we just kind of mixing it up. <laughs> so if you're constantly hurt, you're constantly offended. Can I just encourage you uh, that you? are getting worked the enemy stirring you up in your flesh so that you won't recognize God speaking in your spirit I need you to understand what the flesh is the flesh is your mind your emotions and your will and if they're not in tune or in line with the Holy Spirit it will go against him and so that you could be so sensitive to things going on around you and, and, and people in the fleshly that God is working around you too. And you don't recognize it. God wants to work through you and you, you're not a, a willing participant in his activity because you're a willing participant in someone else's. And so here I got some more rantings. <laughs> the real pandemic that is making so many sick is weakness and sensitivity, softness, victimhood chronically offended it's sick what we become a bunch of spineless wimps who couldn't fight their way out of wet paper sack i told you i was just writing i was just i was just ranting (laughs) i was just ranting (laughs) and and please know that I want us to realize that you were called to a kingdom to expand the kingdom of God. If you are a child of God, you got saved. You were saved into a job. You weren't saved to a playground. You were saved to a battleground. You were saved to serve him. And in this service, he wants wants his kingdom increased in Henderson County, in Athens, Texas, and your household. He wants his love being shown to the community. He wants his righteousness being spread throughout our land. Amen. And and, and that's not for the weak at heart. That's going to require some holy boldness. That's going to require uh, sometimes that you have to stand up and sometimes that you have to speak up. And sometimes that you're, you're immovable in your faith. That you could continuously, continuously bring up the name of Jesus because there's power in the name of Jesus. So whose name gets brought up in all of your conversations? Who gets the glory in your story? Bring up the name of Jesus because that's where the power is. And the power has not weakened. It has not died off. It continues to move. It continues to work today. I want to continue to uh, <laughs> offend you. Uh, <laughs> by the way, it says, some of my rantings, you're not a victim. You're the villain darkness and 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 so if this by the way if this does not hit you then just dodge a little bit just it's not me just let let the person behind you get it all right Just duh, duh. if if you have this this struggle in which you're constantly believing that someone's trying to get to you if there's constant conflict if there's Something has, someone has done you wrong again. Someone has hurt you again. Someone has offended you again. You're not a victim. You're the villain. Because darkness has settled in and you let it. You let it. You welcomed it. You're a willing accomplice and a participant in the dark. So we have this offense that flies into our atmosphere oh did you see how she responded to you did you see that look that she cut you did you hear how he spoke to you did you catch that text something there's something always out there in there there's something always they cut me off in traffic they they don't like me. They're coming to get me, aren't they? They're, it's just always something. But but it, that thought flies into our mind, and, and I have a choice. I can do something with it, but I'll go ahead and take that on in, and I'll nurse that thing. Yeah, yeah. They 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 need them a they need them a good whooping. That's what they need. They or, or no, I'm hurt, and I I, I kind of dug back in the corner. I'm hurt. Uh, we must understand that there is an enemy that's trying to inflame our flesh to take, take us out of the fight. To take us out of the fight. We, we so many are walking wounded. And the walking wounded are, are really, their minds aren't really on the war. It's on their wound. We need to recognize they're called to something bigger than this. And when if we allow the darkness to settle in and we go to nursing that thing, and now we're 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 just kind of stirring up our own flesh ourselves, and then and, and then every I've seen this happen so many times that, that now everything that comes against me, I am seeing it through the lenses of that past hurt. And our hurts, again, our feelings may be real, but they're not always right. They're not always right. So instead of nursing the darkness, how about we shine the light of Jesus Christ? Amen. How about we shine the light of Jesus Christ and, and, and remind ourselves, preach to ourselves, say, the God that did it then can do it now. And the God that rose that from the dead can rose, rise, raise me from the dead. I'm talking spiritually. That, that, that darkness, the God that shines in the darkness and creates the light, that one speaks into nothing, creates life, that God can do it again today in and through me. And so we have to fight the fight within us so that we can fight the fight that we've been called to fight. And when I talk about fighting, I'm not talking about being an obnoxious obnoxious Christian, I'm talking about shining the light. I know there's people that, that just, they just think that their obnoxiousness is boldness. No, it's not. No, it's not. It, it, you, you, if you're turning people away from Christ because of your obnoxiousness, if you come across as rude and accusatory and, and bitter and, 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 and critical, that's not what I'm talking about. We are to love with boldness. Amen. This is not how I normally preach, but uh, I'm kind of enjoying it. <laughs> because uh, I normally work with this one, but let's put it in my hand. This kind of thing does something. <laughs> I want you to know that Jesus loved with boldness. And his sternness was not against the sinner. Think about it. His stern was, was against the religious mafia. We called Pharisees. And when he was hanging out with the prostitute, eating with the tax collector, when he was loving on those who had real hurts, the religious mafia come against him. When he wasn't following their rules, they come against him. And, and he told his disciples, he said, just avoid them didn't call him to combat them you're not we're not fighting against flesh and blood the Bible says he said avoid the yeast of the Pharisees what, what do you mean did they have bad bread No, they didn't have bad bread they were bad bread they they, they their legalism their negativity their critical spirit their their constant hatred and in, in the name of God all of that junkie said watch it that stuff will get on you so that's not what I'm bringing today I'm just trying to encourage us, don't water down the word and don't dilute the power of Jesus Christ. That God who wants to use you to increase your kingdom will first have to go to war within you. And maybe today you're having a little combat going on inside you right now. We, we talk about this room. There's more spiritual warfare goes on in this room than anywhere else. Uh, because you're, you're in a battle right now. The enemy wants to continue to keep you hemmed up and chained up and, and take you out of the fight. And the Holy Spirit is working to set you free. Got one voting against you and one voting for you. Guess what? You're the swing vote. Which side are you going to go on? So let's lean on the Lord. Amen. We're going to have the praise team now make their way on up. and am going to go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, I pray... We won't get mad, we'll get right. I pray that you would stir up within us that warrior spirit. I pray that you would stir up within us the weight of the mission, that there is a hurting world out there who needs to know the power of Jesus Christ. That you love them. And that you want to set them free. And you want to bring them healing. You want to bring them deliverance. You want to bring them victory. And you, you work through us, the church. So Lord, I pray that you would stir up within us that feeling of, that sense of purpose that we would recognize when we get taken out of the fight. (laughs) I pray that you would move in our hearts today in Jesus' name. I want to ask that you stand with me. We're going to have a time of invitation. Our altar team's going to be at the front. I pray that um, as God is working on you, as he does me, Remember, I preach all these messages to myself before I ever even get to bring them. Proper response when I recognize that He has touched a nerve is that the proper response is to repent. It is to turn to Him in obedience and say, "Yes, Lord, whatever it is that You're wanting to do, Lord, I want to. I want to follow You. I want to be obedient to You."